good. Check one, two. Okay. Praise God. Thank you on the platform for your ministry. Thank you for your giving this evening. Uh, amen. Praise God. Just want to take this time to uh, thank Pastor the staff for the opportunity to preach. Uh, it's always a privilege to preach. Uh, you know, I've been preaching around, but, you know, ain't nothing like preaching at home. Amen. Where I can get really upset and mad and, and really, really let loose. I got to be nice out there. I ain't got to be nice in here. Uh, and so, uh, so praise God for that. If you have your Bibles, John chapter 14 is where we're going to be looking at. John chapter 14 tonight in the Word of God. John chapter 14. We're going to look at verses 25 and 27 in the Word of God. Amen. This evening. Many of you have heard maybe possibly of the Keystone Pipeline. Keystone Pipeline delivers millions of gallons of crude oil from Canada and goes all the way down as far as Texas. With this pipeline, uh, it has, uh, inside of it has energy or oil that we can use. It has the ability to help America as well as the world. And that's why we built it, so that we can transfer, that we can tap into one area, and then it can bleed out into other areas. Keystone Pipeline. And as I was reading about this pipeline, I realized that God has a pipeline. And that pipeline is called the Holy Ghost. I said the pipeline is called the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God. Can somebody say amen? And that pipeline tonight, amen, is our helper. That pipeline has to be tapped into through in heaven, and it delivers its contents and pours itself into our hearts, our minds, and our souls so that we can be helped. Somebody say amen. So that we can have the victory. And so tonight, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the pipeline of God tonight. So let's read our text, John chapter 14. Verse 26 through 27. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The pipeline of God. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you. God, I don't come by my own flesh. I have no ability. God, I'm trusting solely in the pipeline. Help us tonight, God. And I pray let there be a refilling of the Holy Spirit in this place. And I pray we would understand the Holy Spirit's aid, the Holy Spirit's part in our salvation. I thank you, and I give you all the glory and praise. Help us all in the house of God. And everybody said, amen, amen. The pipeline of God. The pipeline of God. Let's talk about the parakletos. To give some background to our text, Jesus is giving them a rundown about what's about to happen. That he must fulfill the will of the Father. Going to the cross and returning to heaven. In other words, he will be leaving. His disciples, they are scared. They are nervous about what they are hearing. Possible even confusion is there. Fear of what is to come because Jesus, their master, is leaving them. And Jesus tells them, I will send the parakletos. That's the Holy Spirit in, in fancy term. Parakletos. That word means to call or to aid at one side. It gives us the idea of Legal counsel for a defendant. 
That as the person is there, that they have their lawyer defending them and speaking on their behalf, helping them with their case. It's to plead another's case. This word means to advocate for, to comfort. So think with me here. The disciples are worried, they are scared, they have doubts and fears, questions, they have separation anxiety, and what does Jesus tell them? I'm going to send you a spiritual pipeline. And the contents of that pipeline will pour from heaven directly and pour into your minds and pour into your hearts and give us power to navigate this life that we may not just tread water, but that we may have victory. Can somebody shout amen? See, you may have fears tonight. You may have questions. Amen. Life has been rough and you have doubts. You're wondering what is going on. Even anxieties may be getting the best of you. Listen to me. It's not that you need another pill. It's not that you need a 12-step program. You need to tap into the pipeline. Got to tap into the pipeline. We must ask Jesus to connect to the paracletos, through the paracletos. To the pipeline of heaven. Luke chapter 11 verse 13. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Did you hear what the Bible just told you or not? That the Holy Spirit, amen, is given to those who ask for it. See, when I'm unable to defend myself, I have an advocate that I can call to. When I am troubled in spirit and in life, I have a comforter that I can call out to. Come on, somebody. Jesus is telling his disciples, the best thing I can do for you when I leave you is not make you bigger, not give you better muscles, not give you a bigger brain. The best thing I can do for you is give you the paracletos. Our text says, whom the Father will send in my name. In my name. This gives the feel of authority. It gives the assurity that if it comes from God, no devil in hell can stop it. Huh? I, I said it gives the flavor that if it comes from God, no devil in hell can stop it. Do we still believe that tonight? It, it, it gives the connotation that there is power, amen, because of where it's coming from. That no demon can override the Holy Ghost. Aren't you glad tonight? Romans 8.26 Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For when we do not know what we should pray. Have you ever been there before? For as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That when hell has stopped our mouths... Hell can't stop the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's all right. The devil been messing with me all day. I'm going to have a good time tonight. I don't care what you've been through. I know what I'm going through. Huh? The paracletos. That's what we got to tap into. Isn't that amazing? That when hell shuts your mouth up, that when hell brings you confusion, that you have a helper, a spirit, the Holy Ghost that begins to speak for you. That knows exactly what you need. That knows exactly where you need it. That knows exactly what time you need it. Can somebody shout amen? amen? That we can go to the prayer room. We can go to our closets. Oh, we can go to our cars. Yeah. Say, God, help me. 
I don't know what to say, but the Holy Spirit begins to speak and say, I got you, brother. <laughs> this is what he told his disciples. This is what you need. This is what you're tapping into. It's the conduit from heaven to us. Holy Spirit connected to the Father in Jesus and begins to pour out into us. Don't tell me you can make it without the Holy Spirit. No, no, no. We need the Holy Spirit to be poured into us and saturate our souls. Can you say amen? This is what Jesus was telling them during their most high pressure time, if you will. During the time where it was so much, what's going to happen when you leave? What's going to happen to us? And yet Jesus says, I'm going to send you what you need in that time. If I can just encourage you for a moment, church, listen to me. Some of you here, you're going through it. Some of you here, you're in the ringer. Some of you here, you're like, what's happening? Some of you here, you go to the prayer room and you look at the ceiling tiles. Because you don't have no words. Can I just ask you? Have you asked for the Holy Spirit? Have you asked for God to saturate you with his spirit? That's what he told the disciples. I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you somebody that can aid and help you in your, your most wicked trials. I'm going, to, I'm going to send somebody who can help you in the most adversity you've ever seen. It is there that we need to call on the Holy Spirit. And let me say this, and look, and it is what it is. If you have a problem with it, just see me after service, man. That's all good. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Listen, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm all about watching videos, okay? Let's just be, let's just get, I get it. You know, you watch, but listen, at some point, they got to be yours. You know, you want to watch videos about God and the Holy, that, and, that, and have at it. But at some point, the video can't give you the Holy Ghost. It, it can't give you that strength, it can give you information. It can help you to broaden stuff, but it can't give you the spiritual nature of the Holy Ghost. You're going to have to go in that prayer closet and ask for it. You're going to have to, God, open my heart to your word. God, help me and let it pour into you. All right. All right. I'm done ranting. That's it. I saved 30 seconds for that rant. Yeah. So with that being said, I want to look secondly at what turns off the pipeline. As I'm reading about this Keystone Pipeline, I came across article of how it's been shut down. Now, look, I'm not here to discuss why and how and, you know, President Biden. Y'all discuss that, you know, that. Okay, the bottom line is it's off. <laughs> All right. But as I'm reading through these articles, you know, there are some politicians who weren't too thrilled with this pipeline being off. One man said this. We live in the greatest nation on the planet, and it is utterly unacceptable that we are reliant on foreign countries, many of whom are adversarial towards our democracy. As I'm, I'm looking and I'm thinking about this, he, what he, this man, this, this politician is saying is that, hey, listen, you have turned off the pipeline. And now our enemies gain leverage. You have turned off something. You have turned off the flow. And now we have enemies that will try to take advantage of us because of that. You have not made us stronger, but you have made us weaker now. 
And tonight, I dare say, church, that a possible reason that hell is gained leverage in our lives, a reason why the demonic tonight has set up shop in our lives is because we've turned off the pipeline. So the question is, how does that happen? How do we turn off the pipeline of God? How do we turn off the Holy Ghost? Of course we know sin, right? I can feel some of you. Sin, I know. I know, of course, right? Sin, of course. But can I give you a couple of things that maybe you'd never thought about? I'm not saying that I know everything. I'm just saying maybe some things that we just haven't thought about that can cause the shutoff. Number one, resisting. Acts chapter 7, verse 51. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. So do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you now have become the betrayer, betrayers and murderers. Think with me here. Resisting is the fighting back when you should follow. It is pushing against the grain when you should be going with the grain. And church, let's be honest, we do this with God. Sometimes it's as simple as, no, I'm not going to. Oh, they're going to get quiet. Okay, I'm going to talk over here. I'm not even. It's as simple as, no, I don't want to. Outreach. No, I don't want to. Fellowship. No, I don't want to. Pray. I don't want to. Listen to your pastor. Hot dog. I got it now. I don't want to. It is these resistings that begin to tune out the Holy Spirit. And what we are doing is shutting off the pipeline. It's shutting off the pipeline to godly counsel. Other times, it's just not following the scriptures. See, sometimes resisting is very subtle. We think resisting is this loud, boisterous thing that we do. No, I'm not going to. No, it's as simple as reading a scripture that says, forgive your brother 70 upon 70, and you go, no. You may may not tell that brother no. You may not tell anybody else no, but you're telling the spirit no. And you're shutting off the pipeline through resisting. Think about what the text I just read to you. He said, you stiff-necked, meaning stubborn, unwilling to take in what the Spirit was showing them. That's what he's saying. You are unwilling to take in what we were trying to tell you. And look how it affected the area. Look what the affected areas were. Their ears and their hearts. Let me tell you something. You keep resisting, your heart begins to be affected. It begins to grow colder and colder and colder. You keep resisting, and all of a sudden, God's voice is more and more quiet. God, why aren't you speaking? Oh, no, no, he's speaking. You just keep resisting. My son had ear problems when he was younger, and the amazing part was we didn't know it. 
I think sometimes we whooped him for no reason because he probably just couldn't hear us. But it was like the, the, the doctor, we, we noticed something was off with him because he would talk. He'd be like, hey, hey. I'm like, Carlos, something ain't right. He should be saying father. He's like, ah. I'm like, no, this ain't right. So we take him to the doctor. And what they told us is that he had buildup in his ear to the point it was like rubber cement. That boy didn't know what we was talking about. That's some of you. The issue is not that God is not speaking, but you have resisted so much as you've built rubber cement. And so you still come to church. You can still sing the songs. You can still lift your, lift your hands. You can still fellowship and shake hands. You can still outreach and do those things. But oh, in the privacy of home, when God's speaking to you and dealing with you, but instead you elect for YouTube. Resi you see how resisting is, is subtle? You know God dealing with you. Read John chapter 3 after this video. Resisting. When God deals with you about things and you don't, it's resisting. The second thing is pride. Pride. Pride closes the pipeline of heaven. Judges chapter 16 and 19. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees. And call for a man and have him, excuse me, and call for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him. This is speaking of Samson now. And his strength left him. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before, as at other times, and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. At the core of this is Samson's pride. He thought, just like times before, just how I did it, this is how I do it every time. I can go ahead and compromise and then shake myself out of it. Pride. And he realized the Holy Spirit flew away. Because he turned the pipeline off. See, it clouded his judgment. His pride put him in positions of torment. His pride so great that he couldn't even discern that the spirit had already left him. This is one of the scariest scriptures of all the Bible because it shows us that God can literally leave and you still function. And we think the pipeline is flowing because we're still functioning. But there's no power. Efficient but not effective. And what do we see from Samson's life? Weakness, loss of vision, bondage. Could it be, church, that, it, that it's our pride getting in the way of the Holy Spirit? That's why we don't want to talk to anybody about things. That's why we think, we get, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. And it's getting in the way of what God is trying to do, possibly. See, pride isn't always loud again. It's very subtle. It's thinking I'm okay. God's with me. I'm not like the other people I know. <laughs> These things begin to turn off the pipeline. And now the enemy comes in. The adversary now has a foot in the door. Because you have no power to fight against it. And so we wonder why these anxieties come back. 
We wonder why these things begin that we had a grasp on and dominion over begin now to creep back in. Let me tell you something without the pipeline. Amen. They will. That man said, you are weakening us by turning off the pipeline. What you are doing is giving the enemy leverage and giving them a purpose and an ability to invade us and really choke us out if they want to. Can I ask you a question, church, before I move on? Have you closed the pipeline? Is the Holy Spirit still flowing from heaven through your life? Or is it now as long as I come to church? As long as I'm not back in my own sin. Is that it? Romans 13 and 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill his lust. Galatians 5 and 16. I say then walk in the spirit and you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. And those things begin to flee, but if not, those things begin to come. Come on, somebody. Have you turned off the pipeline? I want to look lastly at the contents of the line. Now, if I get a little excited here, y'all don't mind me. It's okay. Yeah, I can just sit. No problem. I'm going to jump around here a little bit because I get a little excited. Contents of the line. In verse in our text, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all the things I have I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I'm, I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Earlier I said that that keystone carry that keystone pipeline carries something it carries crude oil the contents of that pipeline have the ability to change america's situation it has the ability to change to affect living for the better for america and the world to give dominion here in north carolina and the uh, in north carolina my gosh i'm in virginia <laughs> i mean i've been out too much the pipeline of God is carrying things also from heaven to your heart, soul, spirit, and mind to strengthen you. Number one, he says it will teach you. In other words, the spirit will give us understanding in times of confusion. It gives us clarity. God gives us direction from heaven. Instructions are meant to be followed. So that when it comes to building your marriage, when it comes to building your ministry, you build properly because you are tapped in to the pipeline and it is flowing in you and teaching you and giving you proper instruction of how to do those things. It can teach you how to deal with your children. How to deal with hurts. How to deal with stress. It can give us instructions on how to deal with depression. Come on, somebody. It gives us instruction so that we don't have to sit there, but we can build properly so that we can be victorious. It teaches you about your own personal salvation. The Holy Spirit instructs us. Number two, it reminds us. The Spirit will quicken to you God's word. He says, my word, he said, the things that I have told you, it will bring to remembrance to you. 
The things that I have said, the parts we forget concerning the power of the Lord, the wisdom of God, his love for us. But that pipeline delivers the reminders of past prayers that have been answered. Times sicknesses have been healed. What Jesus said to his disciples about preparing a place for them, that word, amen, is flowing through them so that in times of agony, in times of pain, they can remember. No, no, no. God said this. Because they're connected. When Jesus said that you'll cast, you can cast out demons, it's remembrance that we don't have to deal with hell. You understand what I'm saying? That we don't have to deal with it in our homes. Come on, somebody. That we ain't got to sit there and let just hell run rampant in our lives. That we can start casting things out. The Spirit of God will bring remembrance to that. If I could be perfectly transparent with you, my son Nehemiah, he's in the hospital right now. Now, before, whoops, stop. Don't be like, oh, uh, oh, no, he's going he to be all right. So, oh, ooh, ah, uh, no, we're just going to pray and believe God, and we're going to fight this hell. We're going to fight hell. So don't, don't, ah, uh, oh, ah, uh, we don't do that. But on the way here, my mind is being ravaged. Ravaged. I'm driving through the tunnel and I'm like, and I'm squeezing the, 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 the steering wheel so hard, I'm, I'm getting upset. I'm like, oh, hell, I hate you. But oh, you won't win because God has said, come on, somebody. Oh, God has said he'll give us dominion. God said he can heal the sick. God said he can do a miracle in lives. And so as I'm going through the tunnel, I said, ow. Some lady looked at me. I was like. <laughs> The pipeline brought remembrance. Made me remember. Just like it make you remember. He said, I'll give you peace. Peace isn't that, a, that all things are well. This peace he's talking about is when turmoil would best describe your life, and yet you haven't freaked out. Peace is when you face adversity and you can still smile because there's a God in heaven. Peace is when you have rested in the promises of God. And that is all in the contents, amen, of this pipeline. John 16 and 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. All these things come through the pipeline of heaven. So that we would not be afraid. So that our hearts should not be troubled. So that we can have victory. Amen. That we can walk. Amen. With dominion. Can somebody say amen? That we can walk with vision and say, God, the pipeline is still connected. It's still flowing through my life. And the contents are saturating my soul. Church, you got to open your ears and hearts to the Holy Spirit. You got to reopen your ears. You got to reopen your hearts again. You got to reopen your minds again. You got to get back to the basics of just praying and saying, God, fill me again. You got to get back to the basics of God, speak to me again. You got to get back to the basics of being obedient. To when the Spirit says move, you move. When the Spirit says stop, you stop. And in that, you'll see a flow coming through your life. Let me leave you with a quote. 
Andrew Murray, famous missionary, said this, God has called the church of Christ to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the church is living for the most part in the power of human flesh. And of uh, energy and effort apart from the Spirit of God. If the church will acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is her strength and her help, will give up anything and wait upon God to be filled with the Spirit, her days of beauty and gladness will return. And we will see the glory of God revealed among us. Do you believe that? Then tonight when we come to this altar, we're praying God refill us. Tonight, when we come to this altar, we're going to repent from resistance. We're going to repent, amen, of pride. And we say, God, refill me that I may hear you clearly again. God, refill me that I may have vision again. God, refill me so that I may be able to see who you are again. Tonight, I would encourage you. Don't walk out of here without crying out for the Holy Ghost to fill your life. Don't walk out of here the same way you came in. Don't walk out of here believing the lie of, well, I'll just be the same. Don't believe all that, that, that hell and your mind and your own flesh are trying to tell you. Tonight, we're walking out of here different. Can somebody say amen? We're tapping into the pipeline. Forget what President Biden has done. I know what God has done. And he has opened the pipeline so that we can tap into it, so that we can have victory, so that our enemies won't leverage us, so that we can walk, not in trembling of the enemy, but walk towards it. Ready to fight. Can you say amen? Let's bow our heads before the Lord.